everyone, and welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me as always is Jesse. Hi. And Hello. Caitlin. <laughs> my computer died this morning. So I'm yes. recording on my phone. Yes. <laughs> Everything's going great here. We're great. And by here, I mean in One Tree Hill. <laughs> yes. Because there is only one. There is, there oh, is Lord. only Oh, Lord. I did a lap. I did a lap around. <laughs> <laughs> I, that. I figured you would as soon as she did. Uh, I mean, there I'm not going to lie. I howled. I was like, oh, because <laughs> I forgot that that happened. Hey, and I'm can happy. I also just say I have been waiting for this moment and by this moment i mean the season finale since episode two when jesse informed us that she thought jake was going to be gay like that was the first moment that i was like oh this is going to be good (laughs) i stand by that he might be a bisexual king he might learn a lot about himself in savannah like we don't know this we don't know but anyway, we'll, we'll get to all of that because d- we're talking about the season finale of season one of One Tree Hill today, which is amazing. We made it. <laughs> we made it through an entire season here, kids. Not just we made it through an entire season. Jesse made it through an entire yes. season. Because yes. there were moments I wasn't sure. Right? Right? <laughs> now Jesse can at least see season one spoilers. We can, we can <laughs> unlock the hashtag season one spoilers for Jesse and she'll be fine. I can finally start hashtagging things on our Instagram as Haley James Scott. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yep. Do I make a confession now or do I do it later when we get to it? Oh, we're going to we're going to make them wait. We're going to make yeah. them. Wait. Okay. Do it later. We're gonna, we're, yeah, we're doing this whole thing as Neither we go. Of you know this. This is true confessions for everyone. So All right. I'm ready. We'll we'll get we'll, to it. We'll oh, Okay, so like I said, we're talking about season one, episode 22 of One Tree Hill, titled The Games That Play Us, which is a song by the Blackouts. I have no idea who that is, and I really don't care at this point, because we got to get to the episode. (laughs) Uh, Fair warning with this episode, it is flashback central. Like, literally, there are so many cuts back and forth. So I'm going to do my best to not confuse everybody with my description of this episode. So, yeah, let's all buckle up, kids. It's going to be a bumpy ride. One save this entire fucking episode is a basketball montage, which I really regret saying I missed now. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Right? Be careful what you wish for, Jesse. You missed the basketball montages, and guess what? You got an entire episode of one. Hour long. Fucking back, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right, do it. So it opens up with a monologue. And normally we don't do the monologues, but I loved these monologues so much that I'm just, I loved it because it's all about ravens and about how the different kinds of ravens that you see mean different things. And it was really cool. And then it opens to mouth, which I love, commentating on ravenshoops.com for the Ravens' first playoff game of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We finally got that, like, sensitive boy Lucas Scott poetry at the beginning and end of this episode, which we haven't seen in, like, 20 episodes or so. (laughs) Yeah, which I loved. I loved it so much. Almost as much as, like I said, mouth. (laughs) <laughs> opening the episode, doing the one thing he does best, which is commentating on the Ravens. 
Banned media, baby. They're back. Yeah, yeah. And so then we get to Dan giving a horrible motivational speech to the team before the game. It's just awful. Like, this is the first of many that he's going to do this episode. I vomit in my mouth every time I hear him talk about this crap. I'm so over it. Great. That brings on a flashback to Lucas and Nathan at the river court. And Nathan is not playing too well against Lucas. And he's kind of messed up about Haley and the fact that she's still not talking to him. Yeah. And then we cut over to Haley also missing Nathan because she's looking through grainy ass pictures on her flip phone of Nathan. (laughs) Oh, it was like, was it a slideshow that she had going on on her flip on her singular flip phone? Yep. Product placement. Exactly. Exactly. She already Um, used her one free call, but uh, (laughs) she can still watch the slideshow. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But it gets even creepier because Dan is just there creeping Ah! older and (laughs) He's he's he thinks that Haley's manipulating Nathan and that if she's doing that, she needs to set the sights, her sights a little higher. And he tells her that payback is hell. And then also comments that her tattoo is real classy. Just like because Dan, comma, the 34 year old man, comma, is staring at Haley, (laughs) comma, 17, comma. Ass. Yes, he is staring at a 17 year old ass. And I'm just like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's not even the worst thing he does this episode. Nope, not by a mile. Not by there, a mile. There was a minute during all of these, like, Dan Scott appears out of nowhere montage portion at the beginning of this episode where I thought all of this was happening in Whitey's brain while he was under anesthesia. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm like, why is Dan just all of these places? Why, <laughs> like again, I, Jesse that would have been a better explanation. One Free Hill, and the idea got shot down by the writer. Yeah, I was fired too early to uh, punch up this finale, um, because this yeah. finale needed punched up. I guess no, no, no not at all, not at all. <laughs> so yeah, then we go back to the game, and I, we really just go back to the game to hear Mouth shade the hell out of Dan. Like, Mouth talks such trash about Dan. It is so good. Uh, He's like, yeah, and, and coaching in place of Whitey is, or Coach Whitey Durham is is Dan Scott. Not sure how that happened, but okay, let's hope Whitey comes back soon. Yep. <laughs> uh, Whitey, we love you. Whitey, we love you and we miss you. Yeah, and then we immediately flash back again to Deb signing the divorce papers, which we got last episode, and she was crying when she did it. Turns out Dan was there. He Sudden Dan Scott. Again. Yeah. And I think Dan- I asked this question the last time he showed up in her house. Uh-huh. But she changed the locks. Right. Yeah. We just, I, I, yeah she's she... just forgotten that. Or Deb's just really shitty at locking doors. I, I think it is. I, I would like to think she's just shitty at locking doors. Yeah, I because think this is twice now that this man has come into her house unannounced after she changed the locks to keep him out. It's not what the if, last time this episode it happens. No, but we'll get not. to that. What if he stole a spare key after they banged? He I would believe that actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I believe. would buy that. Yeah. 
But no, Dan is there and he tells Deb that he he tells her a story about when they were in college and that he went to tell her that he was leaving school at the end of the semester, you know, for his injured knee, quote unquote. And he tells her, no, it wasn't because of the knee. It was because of Karen, because Karen was back home and it was a girl that he really cared about who was going to have his baby and he was going to leave for her. But then Deb told him that she was pregnant. And he knew that he had to stand by Deb instead. So it's all Deb's fault. Again, Dan blaming everybody else for his goddamn problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My my bullshit meter when he was talking about Karen and loving her and all that shit, I like it went it went from like horizontal to a full on 90 degrees of like, nope, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he does say something about, you know, if me doing right by you and Nathan makes me a monster, then so be it. Ugh. Like, no, your general actions in your no. entire life make you a monster. You it's dumbass. everything you did after that, bro. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Then that was the what? last decent thing you've done in the last 17 years. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Then we go back to the game just for a hot second while Nathan and Lucas are warming up. And Nathan asked Lucas if he's seen Haley. Because let's not forget, kids, the last episode, Haley stormed out of Nathan due to the porn. And they haven't talked since. Those nasty but girls on those nasty Nathan's girls computer. on Nathan's computer. Hot original sin. Hot original sin. Nasty girls. And then we, yeah. So then featuring Kate and Sawyer's OnlyFans. <laughs> May I, I continue? In... No. Yeah. 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 I guess. Great. 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 <laughs> because we're gonna clear up a lot of that here right now. So then we get another flashback to. Um, Peyton dropping Haley off at her house and Nathan is waiting for her um, because Nathan went out for a run in the rain and he went to Haley's house and was waiting for her and he tells her um, confirming something that I thought was what was true about it that he tells her the pictures of Peyton didn't mean anything and the pictures were from back when they were still dating they weren't new pictures they were from when they were dating a long time ago and he tells her he doesn't want Peyton he wants Haley and he proceeds to make another super romantic speech in the rain about they are five peach feet from a covered porch right all of this he did not have to be that wet ladies and gentlemen they love the the rain that's all Uh, i gotta say about it they those two love the rain the rain makes it sexy i get it 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 caused like a hard nipple situation later on and like i get it but uh, they are five feet from a covered porch. Mm, nope. <laughs> you know, it. yeah, you know, but he does, he does really say it really sweet. Like he says, even if you're going to catch pneumonia, you're going to stand out here until you convince her to forgive you. And Haley does. And then they kiss in the rain and then it flashes forward to the game and Haley is there and she sits next to Keith in the bleachers to watch the game. So Haley is there. Her and Nathan are good, which is nice. Because we were worried the porn was going to, you know, break them up. Yeah, I was never worried. <laughs> but I also knew what was going to happen. <laughs> I was about to say, Caitlin, you shouldn't be worried about any of that <laughs> shit right now at this point. Listen, oh, there, I was worried about the porn. I was a little worried about the Peyton pictures. I'm not going to lie. But, but you guys also strongly alluded to the fact that they will have sex. So I wasn't like concerned it was going to be the end i didn't know if she was going to show up to the game though did not know there we go yeah so then we're still at the game and 
Uh, before they're getting ready to start, Dan calls Lucas out for the fact that he doesn't have a name on his jersey. I'm like, have you not been watching for the last 20-some episodes? He ripped that fucker off in, like, episode two or three. Yeah. In front of Dan's face. Yes! yes. He basically threw it in Dan's face in episode two. Uh-huh. This, I think, so, yeah. I think this... Dan just blocked it out because his ego couldn't <laughs> take it. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so he's and just Lucas been, like, like, ignoring Lucas unless Lucas has been stepping on Nathan's toes and like keeping Nathan from being the best or whatever. Like that's the only time he's paid attention to Lucas at a basketball game for the rest of the of the season was whenever Lucas was doing so good. It kept Nathan from also doing good. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted Lucas to flip Dan off right here. I understand. It's like, not did because he was like yeah i've got a name it's right here and he points to the front of his jersey and says right if he would have used his middle finger to point you know just like give him some like double finger guns like the the wb would not have been happy with that like at all well hbo max is revamping gossip girl so maybe when they revamp one tree hill we'll get a finger take but there's only one tree hill caitlin i mean yeah Anyway, moving on, because I'm not going down that rabbit hole again. (laughs) Moving on. Then we get another flashback to Lucas trying to talk to Dan and apologizing to him for resenting him for not wanting him in his life. And he says, thank you for saving his life in the car accident. And Dan pretty much goes, you're late to practice. Go run 20 wind sprints. And ignores everything he said. Yeah. What a shit. Fucking Dan. I have a question uh, about the last basketball s- segment. Okay. Uh, they they huddle up. Uh-huh. Dan gives his second bad yes. uh, inspirational speech, tells them to forget about Whitey, which made me really mad. Uh-huh. But then for their huddle break, you know, when like sports people like yell and they let go of hands, uh, they said never more. Uh-huh. The Ravens said never more. And uh-huh. I'm like, did Lucas Scott teach these jocks about reading? He totally. I, he, he, that, totally. I'm not going to lie. This was the I've seen season one of this show probably five or six times through now. That was the first time I've ever caught that. Right. Like lots of- I have never caught that before. And I was like, OK, Lucas, look at you educating these boys. <laughs> Right? I'm so proud. Getting some edumacation about the Raven. Nathan brought Haley in to tutor them all just so they could have some spicier huddle breaks. Like... <laughs> just don't ask Tim to spell nevermore. <clears throat> nope. Nope. Tim's nope. off the bench. Right? Tim's off the bench. Good for Tim. Good for Tim. Good for Tim. Yeah. And then, so yeah, they get, they say they're never more. And then they go to start the game. And one of the players on the opposing team menacingly tells Lucas to watch that bad shoulder. Uh Oh yeah. This uh, guy (laughs) who is clearly like a 40 year old. I swear to God. Those are all professional NBA players. (laughs) (laughs) The entire opposing team are professional NBA players. Right? Their their colors. I was like, who are these Laker Viking wannabes that are definitely not in high school? (laughs) (laughs) Dear God. Dear God. Yeah. Then the camera pans over to Peyton and Brooke, who are cheering at the game. And they both give each other some really fun, you know, winks and smiles because they're all good again. They're all good again, right? 
<laughs> right? <laughs> well, then we get a flashback to Brooke at the Fun Bucket Bar, I believe. Uh-huh. And she's talking to none other than Nikki. Ugh. Ugh. Just, ugh. Brooke tells Nikki that she only made Peyton think they were friends again and that she's doing this to betray Peyton so she knows how it feels to be heartbroken. And Nikki asks Brooke where Jake is, and Brooke tells her to buy her a drink, and maybe she'll tell her. Every single interaction Brooke Davis has with another female in this episode felt like she was hitting on them. Like every verbal, nonverbal, every single moment, there were so many winks. There were so many like, buy me a drink and I'll tell you. Brooke was... Davis is a bisexual queen. That's all I have to say. Like, oh, well, welcome, welcome to Brooke Davis. That's just who <laughs> she is. She will make you fall in love with her whether you want to or not. Like, <laughs> that's that's how that's going to go. Yeah. 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 So that's all that does. And then we literally flash back again to now Keith and Karen. Because at the game, we see Karen look over at Keith and Keith look over at Karen, which triggers this flashback of <laughs> them still in Keith's apartment as he's packing from last mm-hmm. episode. And Keith asks her if she ever really loved him. And Karen goes, I can't answer that. But she also tells him she doesn't want him to leave like this. And Keith responds to that little quip by telling her that he can't stay in town anymore because he can't look at her without his heart breaking. And he tells her that for her sake, she needs to open her heart to somebody, even that even if that isn't him. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want you to be alone. And I'm like, be with Keith. Right. Do it. But she doesn't want to be with Keith. She said no. Uh, And this poor man can't waste his entire life on a woman who won't love him back. I'm team Keith on this one. I'm team Keith on this one. Hands down. (laughs) I love Karen, but I'm team Keith. I am as well. I, I understand why, but it would just be so much simpler. If they would just be together. <laughs> it would be. It would be, but, but then, then we wouldn't be have no a plot. drama, right? There would be no <laughs> drama. On the- there, is enough- drama. there is enough drama without them. <laughs> uh, this is also the, po- the portion of this, the moment where I'm like, are we just going to bounce back and forth between this fucking basketball game and flashbacks this entire episode? <laughs> the answer yes. is Yes. The answer is yes. Yes, yes but we are. This we is sure when I are. this is when I got concerned about it though. Oh, I was concerned from the minute go when I was like, wait, they're flashbacking a lot back and forth here. This is a bitch to try to write notes for. So yeah. oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, speaking of flashbacks, guess what? We get another flashback back to Brooke and Peyton. And Brooke is trying to get Peyton to tell her where Jake is. And she tells Peyton, you know, you can she can trust her. With this information, Brooks, Brooks, trustworthy. She'll be fine. Immediately cut to Brooke and Nikki again. And this is where Brooke explains to Nikki that, you know, if Jake and Jenny ever meant anything to Peyton, she will know what it feels like to have her heart crushed by Brooke betraying her this way. Right. I just I villain Brooke Davis. It's a look. It's a look. And I didn't I did not trust her at all to not do all of this i i remember uh, when i watched this the first time and being very stressed yeah the entire time 
I was being very stressed, not only because I wanted Peyton and Burke to be friends, but at this point, I, I'm pretty sure that even like 16 year old me who didn't know she was bisexual was like securely in love with Brooke Davis. And I was like, you can't be the bad guy. <laughs> I was like, I was dreading the moment where she was awful. Right. Yeah. There anyway. was a lot of stress pacing in my living room during this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, oh boy. There uh-huh. was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, guess what kids? We go what? back to the basketball game. Okay. Back to the basketball game and the Ravens are coming back from behind. They're 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 scoring some more baskets. <laughs> they're getting more points. Okay. Then we quickly flash back again to Karen struggling with Lucas leaving and she asks him why he wants to leave. And Lucas tells her it's because he wants the chance to start over. And he also doesn't want to leave Keith alone. And it then flashes back to Karen and Keith. And Karen tells Keith that she's letting Lucas go with him to Charleston. She tells him that she knows Keith will protect Lucas with his life. And she knows that, which is why she's letting him go. Um, This is where Ben chimed in and said, don't worry, Karen. He's a man now. He's got a tattoo. (laughs) And then then we get a really poignant line from Karen. And she reminds Keith of when he asked her if she could ever trust him again. And she tells him that if it was anyone else, she wouldn't let Lucas go with them. And Keith says, well, that means a lot. And as Karen leaves, she says sorry to Keith and walks away. Yeah. Sad day. Sad. Sad day for the Karen and Keith shippers. Yeah, that's me. Hi. (laughs) Sad day for me. Present. Sad day for me. And I've watched the show and I was still sad. It's really sad. It's It's a really sad ending to their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they never had a relationship, but they had a friendship. They did did have a relationship. They they were they were on the brink of something. Yes. And Karen said better not <laughs> right. Right. yeah then we cut to nathan and Haley, who are back at his place after just taking a leisurely stroll in the rain because why not they love the sure. rain sure sure and as they're drying off Haley looks at nathan and ah. then gets an idea in her head obviously and starts to strip out of her wet clothes and nathan tries to interject but Haley's like no 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 it's okay and then just tackles him on the bed she pretty much. She sees that nipple ring and she's like, must have. Hello. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. I, this is where I'm like, I thought they said it, the sex was going to be a big deal between them. This is not a big deal. This is like. But we find clothes... out they, they didn't have sex. Yes. I, I know find... that. But. Yeah. You know. I know they they just tease it like this entire episode is just a big old tease the entire time. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, that happens. We cut back to the playoff game, and the Ravens did come back from behind, and they're now back up by five points ahead of the other team. Yeah, good for them. Good Not for them. good enough for Dan. No, Damn no, it. because here's the thing that that's at halftime. And as the teams are going to the locker room, one of the 40 uh, year old opposing players <laughs> knocks the shit out of Lucas's bad shoulder and knocks him oh. to the ground. And then the teams just start fighting. Yes. There's a big old brawl. It's my big favorite part of sports. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. 
specifically uh, a brawl started by Nathan to defend his brother, which just yes. made me so happy. They've come so far in 22 so far. episodes. So uh, far. Like, so far. In one season uh, of a show. I love it so much. Yeah. So that happens. Then we get another flashback to Peyton and Brooke. And they're out at some club or bar or something. And Peyton finally tells Brooke where Jake is and that Jake is in Savannah. And yeah, we then cut to Haley and Nathan. And it is immediately after Haley had tackled Nathan on the bed. And Nathan is telling Haley about how much he wants to be with her and that this won't change anything. And, you know, they'll do it after the game. Yeah. Sex. Great. There, there are so many things they could do right? together, touching each other's whatever, <laughs> you know. There's so many other things, and none of those are explored at all. And <laughs> none of those are what actually happened. Nope. Nope. The, nada. R- so many things could have prevented this, is what I'm trying to say. Cool. One hand job, one clumsy hand job <laughs> could have fixed this entire situation. <laughs> Oh, dear God. I didn't know we'd go there, kids, but we did. You invited me to this party. You knew we'd go there. We went there in episode two when we were talking about Lucas's V-lines and somebody called it the cum gutter. That's (laughs) We did. We did. That was me. I called it the cum gutter. I'm pretty sure that was also me. I'm pretty sure I did, but that's a whole other thing. (laughs) For 20 episodes already. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. That okay. is a place we've already been gone and gotten a souvenir. <laughs> I bought land here. Buckle in. <laughs> we bought real estate here. We are settling in here, kids. Buckle yeah. up. Oh God. Break okay. your wellies. We got some some gutters to peruse. Like... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Yeah, so then we go back. To the game, and we are in the locker room at halftime, and Dan gives another rousing motivational speech, and by that I mean he literally just yells at the team, and <laughs> literally is like, you guys suck, you should be up 50 points, not 5 points, what the hell is wrong with you? And then he walks over to Lucas with the team doctor, and the doctor tells Dan that Lucas... He's done for the night. He needs to go get an x-ray. I'm not sure if his shoulder is good enough to keep going. He needs to stop for the night. And Dan's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He can't be done for the night. Like, are you sure he'll be he'll be fine? He'll be fine, right? And the doctor's like, well, I'm not sure. That's why we need the x-ray. And Dan's like, yeah, okay, great, fine, whatever. And pushes him out to the side. Then goes to Lucas and is like, you still want to play, right? You want to play. You should play. Right? You got a team who's counting on you. And he pressures Lucas. How this works, Dan. And Lucas tells him he'll be fine and he'll keep playing. And the team doctor is obviously very concerned because then Dan tells the doc that, you know, oh, the team doctor is also a 12 year old. Well, is yeah, this okay. the same team doctor that gave Brooke those painkillers? No, that no, was the, uh, that was the away game. Doctor. Yeah, oh. that was the way. That was a different one from the other school, from the town where the cow was nervous. Yeah, yeah, that was that. But doctor. either way, the town doctor is young enough that he could also be Dan's child. Oh, and by completely. the town doctor, I mean the the physical trainer for the. Team. Yeah, no, you mean the college. Was, you mean the college student who is earning some college credit by being. Right. The, the athletic doctor. trainer. Yeah, exactly. Yes. For these yeah. high school kids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, Dan tells him that, yeah, we'll get him an x-ray right after the game. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. 
What could happen in a the last half of a basketball game? You know, we're going to find out. And then Nathan goes and checks on Lucas and tells him, quote, this all means nothing if you can't knock down that shot. No pressure or anything, right, Nate? No, no pressure. It's fine. It's fine. Then we flash back to, again, Nathan and Lucas walking together, having some brotherly moments. The Scott boys. Right? Ah. And it's, it starts with Nathan telling Lucas the real story or, you know, Dan's side of the story of how the Ravens lost their last state championship, which, which was when Dan was in high school. And it's the whole thing of, no, Whitey didn't bench Dan. Dan didn't go on to play. He f- sat down and refused to play, and the team lost. And to prove a point, right? Exactly, That's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. The way Dan, and Nathan says, the way Dan sees it, he lost the game, but he won the argument, which was more important to him um. than the game. And we find out wrong with Dan Scott's character in one sentence completely. That is completely. Yeah. That sums up Dan Scott in one sentence. Yeah. Um, But it turns out the boys weren't just leisurely walking around for their health. They were actually going to visit Whitey and Whitey's just as surprised as we are that the two of them are walking together and being all nice to each other. And he's also so proud, right? He's so happy. the pride in that man's face when he sees those two boys walking up together. Well, because like forget, this, the amount I of you off the bus in episode six. The yeah. amount of meddling that man has done in these two boys' lives is He's like, I did this. I this did this. This, this. this was me. I did this. I kicked him off the bus. I made him share a hotel room. I did this. I'm good. I'm not good. <laughs> so when it turns out also the boys are there because they're giving Whitey a basketball signed by all the players and it's a really sweet gesture. And Whitey tells them to not let. Dan, well, actually, I'm going to tell the joke that they had before was even was hilarious because Whitey asks, how's practice with Dan? And Nathan goes, same as with you. It sucks. <laughs> Which is great. And then Whitey turns that into a really nice moment. And he tells them to not let Dan take the game away from them. Take your shots. Have no regrets. You're some of the best boys I've ever coached. Do this for you, not for Dan. Yeah, and this is the first time this episode that we hear this no regrets thing, you know, pop up as well. Which is now, yeah. And so then we're back to the game, and we're now in the fourth quarter of the game, and time is running out. The opposing team's up by five. Great. We checked in with that. Now we're flashing back again. Yeah, no more. We're done with that now. Right, right. Well, we get something where Haley's like, I, I'm scared. I'm scared. And then we flash to probably my favorite scene this episode. We flash back to Haley walking around in a cemetery. <laughs> she is straight up not having a good time. No, no. Going, Lucas, Lucas, where are you? Lucas, I knew we shouldn't take this shortcut. I hate this shortcut. And he pops out from behind a tombstone and scares her. And she just punches the crap out of him. I would have broken his fucking nose. I. <laughs> yeah, same. I that love it so much. It was so funny. cute. It was so cute. No. And yeah. And Lucas tells her that he needs to tell her something. And Haley's immediate, immediate response is, what is her name? And what did you do that you regret? <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I love it so much. (laughs) Maybe one of the best Haley James lines in the entire season. What is her name and what did you do that you regret? Uh, 
I love it. I love it. And Lucas says, no, no, it's nothing like that. And he tells her that he's leaving Tree Hill after the basketball season. And Haley is upset. And she starts rambling off and she's like, well, who's going to do all this dumb stuff with me that we do together all the time? And he just replies. No, hold on. (laughs) That's when I go, Peyton, Peyton will buy you music, go music buying with you and go through, you know, and then, and then Lucas says, Nathan. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, him too. (laughs) Peyton. Yeah, no, no Peyton, just Nathan. And Uh, guess when he's around and when he's in town and he tells her that he wants to leave Tree Hill to be a better person. And he reminds her that she's his best friend and always will be. And then they hug and she calls him an idiot and it's adorable. And it's, it was just a nice, it's a nice little, I guess, season bookend for those two, because that's how they started as really good friends. And they're still really, really good friends. This season didn't change that with them, which I love. And Yeah. yeah. Then we go back to the game. And the Ravens get the ball. They're down by two with 12 seconds left in the game. Great. Yep. Pacing started here. (laughs) Then we get one last huddle with Dan and he wants Nathan to take it to the basket for two points to tie it up. And then they'll go from there, even though he knows they're going to be double teamed and he doesn't care. He doesn't care. You're going to go, Nathan, you're going to do this. You're going to do this, Nathan. This is your job, Nathan. And they're like, great, fine, whatever. And Lucas reminds Nathan that it all means nothing if you can't knock down the shot. And they start back up and Nathan is obviously double teamed and he fakes a pass to Lucas and Lucas goes for the wide open three point shot to win the game on the buzzer. <sighs> and he misses. This is it. And oh, Ravens lose poop. their game. And literally everyone is devastated. You would have thought he shot a puppy the way everyone reacts. Yeah. The, the, the mascot is my favorite reaction because that bird, <laughs> I missed it. The bird, I mean, that giant bird immediately just wham. He just falls to the floor like face down. He immediately just, <laughs> just falls. I'm gonna have to go find it. I would it. like to think that Jake secretly wanted to be there for the game, so uh, he's hiding. <laughs> He's wearing the Raven oh mascot costume oh again. It's Jake Jake. Jake Jake so is Jake, the Raven. God. Yep, yeah. Jake Jake went to Savannah to drop his kid off, came back so he wouldn't miss the playoff, watching the playoff game. Yep. And then they <laughs> lost, and he just collapses on the floor like, I risked my custody agreement for this. Right? Right? Oh, God. Yeah. No, everyone is devastated except Dan. Dan looks like he could literally murder somebody. He is. He looks so like he pissed. could kill someone, which is, yeah. you know, a, a, a look that he wears often. Often. Yes, yes. And then we get to the locker room, and Dan is laying into the team. He is screaming at them, yelling at them. And in a refreshing take, Nathan goes right back at Dan and tells him they both knew Lucas shouldn't have been playing with his bad shoulder. And it's not Lucas's fault. And Lucas goes, well, it is. I should have hit the shot. And Dan says, yes, you should have hit the shot. And you let your team down. A team you shouldn't even have, might I add. Uh, You just had to take that one, that in one last time this season about how Lucas shouldn't even be on the team. 
That's the worst. And that. he like lists off everything they did this season. They had an undefeated season. They made it to the playoffs. They're their district yeah. champion. Like that's a good fucking season. Yeah. They were playing against professional basketball players. Right. They right. held their own. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. And so he's laying into Lucas and Nathan stands up for Lucas and reminds Dan that at least Lucas took the shot, which is more than what Dan did when he played. Lucas played hard on an injured shoulder that Dan knew about and still forced him to play. And Nathan's quote is this. We played hard and we lost. We have nothing to be ashamed of except maybe our coach. He then takes off the Scott off of his Jersey and throws it at his father's feet and walks off. Love so it. good. He got a Love standing it. ovation. I, I gave him a standing ovation. Right. And oh, then, but I want to know, are these names just Velcroed on the back yep. of these jerseys? It appears to be that way. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, though, it kind of makes sense to me because I feel like, you know, obviously. Well, that's how most high schools do it because then you just have to order the name patches and it's cheaper than buying all new uniforms. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Usually, yeah, that was my usually you don't buy new uniforms every single season. Yeah, my high school, if you were in on the varsity team, you got fancy jerseys with your name printed on them. Anything oh. under varsity, it was it just said the mascot name on the back with your number. So, yeah. Yeah, but he goes and he, as Nathan's walking out, he taps Lucas on the shoulder and says, no regrets on his way out. No raggarts! No raggarts, right? <laughs> God. Taps Lucas on his bad shoulder. His bad oh fucking God. shoulder. Right. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. Sorry, big bro. It's fine. Sorry, big brother. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Stop wincing. God. Stop. Oh God. You're such a wuss. What? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, then we go to Dan, who is sitting in Whitey's office. Ugh. And Keith there. walks in and tells Dan that he's leaving Tree Hill. And Dan's first question is, well, what'd you do with the ring? And Keith's a little taken aback, and Dan gives his whole speech of, well, if you're leaving, that means you proposed to Karen, and Karen turned you down, so where's the ring? And Keith says, well, I'm driving the ring. It's an 89 Land Cruiser. And Dan Such says, a Keith car. <laughs> right? And Dan says, I could have gotten you a better deal. And Keith just considers that his goodbye and walks off. Great. Uh, They're done. They're done. Then we cut over to Haley, who waited for Lucas to get out of the locker room, and she waited for him to see if he was okay. And he tells her he's actually going to leave tomorrow, now that basketball season's over. And Haley feels bad because she wanted to spend Lucas's last night in town with him together, um, but she has plans with Nathan. And Lucas tells her it's fine. It's fine. He'll He has to go get his shoulder checked out. Anyway, and he'll find her before he leaves tomorrow. So then Haley leaves Lucas and she gets in the car with Nathan and Nathan tells Haley they don't have to do this tonight if she doesn't want to. And Haley says, no, she wants to do this now more than ever. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. She tells him she wants to do this more than ever. And, you know, again, no regrets. They got no regrets this time. None. None whatsoever. Coolio. Then. In an unexpected scene that I didn't think was happening, um, we cut over to Deb, who is burning Dan's stuff again. Just yep. get it, Deb. Get it, Deb. Get it. Burn it. Burn it all. Burn all his shit. And Keith comes over to say bye to Deb. And Deb asks Keith how 
they all became so broken. And Keith tells her it's because they fell in love. And along the way, the people they love forgot to love them back. I was very confused by the vibes in this scene. Very confused. (laughs) There were. Well, well, you know, we'll get there. But yeah. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Well, the vibes. If you were confused by, by the vibes, so were we. I remain confused. So were we in 2003. Remain confused by what happened. Yeah. So then we go over to Lucas, who is with Karen at the hospital. And the doctor tells him that even if his team had won, uh, his season's over. No more basketball, Lucas. You're done. You're done. And... Karen takes this opportunity to go, well, maybe you shouldn't go, you know, with your shoulder. And he's like, mom, I'm still going. Right. Okay. I'm going to go see Whitey now. So he leaves the ER or wherever he is and goes to Whitey's hospital room. And Whitey immediately gives him a play by play of what happened at the very end. Thanks to ravenshoops.com webcast. Whitey's a Ravens Hoops fan. Right? It's the best. It's the absolute best. I love it so much. (laughs) And Whitey tells him it was a good play. It was a good shot. Just let it go. It happened. You can't beat yourself up about it. And he tells Lucas that this eye thing of his might be a bit more complicated than he originally thought without any any other detail at all. And Lucas tells Whitey that he appreciates everything he's done for him. And Whitey has one favor to ask of Lucas to look after Keith. Take care of my best friend. Yes, he's a good man. Yeah. Uh, Whitey is like, okay, I've been on the IMDb, so I know Uh this actor is in more episodes. Uh huh. But I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. Is all you're, I'm gonna. You're say. nervous about Whitey. I'm nervous. Well, you know. I think he's got cancer. Maybe. I think he Maybe. does. We'll have to find out. You know. I you genuinely know. don't remember. So. <laughs> Quite honestly, do you so really there's funny? that. Neither like... do I. But <laughs> so. We really, all three of us, have no idea how bad it is. So get ready, kids. I only don't remember. And I'm look, I look forward to when we start season two so I can and find we out. all find out together. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So after that really touching moment with Lucas and Whitey, then we get Dan breaking and entering into Deb's house again. <laughs> walking in that front door unannounced without even a hesitation. And or what he, we suspect will be the last time. <laughs> right? Fingers But crossed. he comes in and he sees Deb and Keith passed out uh, on, on, on some blankets for, and throws from the couch post-coitus. Deb uh, and Keith banged. Why? Uh, they did the thing. They, uh, they did the nasty. They did the dirty. They did the thing, I think, because they were both sad. Yep. They yeah. did the horizontal mambo because they were sad. We talk a lot about been there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, been there. We, I mean, Brooke. Brooke gets a lot of airtime about how much sex she has, but Deb gets it. Deb, like, this is Deb's been getting it the most out of anybody. The adults, yeah, had the most sex this season. I mean, she got both brothers. By that, I mean twice. (laughs) 
Yeah. She got both brothers. None of the other girls can even say that about their their set of brothers. Peyton, Peyton can't. Brooke, uh, Peyton wasn't with Lucas. I mean, well, they never did anything, they, though. They never did anything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was upset. We'll just say that. I was mad Were about you upset when you, when you saw the, the Deb and the Keith, the post-coitus Deb yeah. and Keith? I was mad. Yeah. Uh, so to be even more mad, to throw some jet fuel on this fire, we flash back over to Brooke and Nikki again. And Brooke tells Nikki where Jake is. She writes it on a piece of paper and shows it to her and then burns it. Or on a napkin, I should say. And Nikki leaves, but not before calling Brooke a bitch, basically. And she leaves, and Peyton is right there. Yeah. And confronts her. I literally, my note for this scene was, Peyton, give her 20 minutes to get out of the fucking right? bar. <laughs> like, like, even if you're skulking in the shadows of this bar, which, Nikki's a smart girl, and by smart, I mean she's incredibly manipulative and yeah. sneaky and sly, and, like, she's she prides herself on being one step ahead. Uh-huh. So, like, the fact that Peyton was not only hiding somewhere in this bar watching this interaction, but she did not even wait the amount of time that it probably would have taken Nikki to walk out. Yeah. Yeah. To go up to Brooke and be like, did it work? Like, <laughs> of course it didn't fucking work, because look what you've done. Like, well, let's get to that. Hang on. Hang on here. So, yeah. <laughs> Peyton shows up and Brooke tells her that, yeah, she told Nikki where Jake went and that she bought it just like they planned. Turns out Brooke was on Peyton's side the whole time. They were playing Nikki to drive her to Seattle instead of Savannah. So they could put way more distance between her and Jake. And Brooke tells Peyton that she's here for her no matter what. So it solidifies that Brooke and Peyton, they're good. They're besties again. They're good now, which is great. Yeah. Jesse, how did you feel when that happened? As the person who did not know what was going on. I was so stressed out. This whole episode. The the Brooks thing. Brooks whole arc in this episode was so stressful. And I did not like it. I understand why she did it. Fine. But. No, <laughs> I, huh? I didn't like it. No. Like I said, I paced a lot. I did a lot of nervous pacing during this episode. Yep, yep, yep. So then we cut back over to Keith and Dan. And Dan, Keith got dressed really quickly because he meets Dan right as Dan's pulling into the beach house and cuts him off and tries to apologize to Dan. And Dan tells him, no. You no longer exist to me. You are no longer my brother. And then Dan punches out his own car window. Is it his car window or Keith's car window? It's his. No, it's his car window. It's his own car window. He's so scary in this episode. He's so scary. Dan is. Yeah. Uh, Ben had an issue with this moment as well. Uh, He would like us all to know that car windows do not break that easily. No. Uh, And he was really upset that Dan's fist didn't seem to have any trauma or blood. Like he didn't even break his hand while he broke his car window. And Ben, Ben had issues. Like, I get that. I get that. Great. That's all. (laughs) Coolio. And then we go to Lucas, who is at the river court by himself. And Nathan shows up and... 
Nathan tells him he was wrong about it all being for nothing if he missed the shot. And he asks Lucas, he says, are you leaving because of the game? And Lucas says, no, it's because Keith needs someone right now and Lucas needs a big change. And with the season over, it's just the right time to do it, even though it's the middle of the school year. But whatever. I digress. Um, Plus, he knows he's leaving Haley in good hands with Nathan. And Nathan tells him he never thought after they'd played their first one-on-one game at the river court that he would be standing here now going to miss Lucas when he leaves, but he gets that he has to do what he feels is right, but he wishes that Lucas wasn't leaving because he's a hell of a basketball player, but also because he's his brother. Oh, they're brothers. And they do a little bro hug. And Lucas says, and Lucas says, I'll miss you too. Little brother. I cry. It's just so good. They get along now. They don't hate each other. It's so good. They've come so far. They've come so far in 22 episodes. Yes. So then we go to the next day and Karen sits Lucas down one more time. And she (laughs) tells him she hopes he finds the answers he's looking for. But she believes that those answers are closer than he thinks. They are in his heart and in the hearts of his loved ones. And that's here in Tree Hill. And no matter where he goes, this place is always going to be with him. And her quote is this. There is only one Tree Hill. And it's there, your home. There is only one Tree Hill. Uh, I cackled. I screamed. I hollered. I forgot that she says that. And I, because I was like, oh, no, like, like, as she's saying this really nice, like, heartfelt, sweet monologue, I started getting this, like, internal sense of dread. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, is she going to do it? Is she going to do it? And then she did it. And I <laughs> lost my shit because I forgot that she does it. Well, let's and not forget, too, that, like, <laughs> they didn't know if they were going to get renewed for season two. Right. Because I looked it up. They found out they were early renewals for season two to three, three to four. And that's it. Every other season, they were like last on that list to be renewed. So they never knew if they were going to be a season finale or a series finale. And if it's your first season, uh, like you have to put it in at least one time. uh, I'm here for it. I'm here for the cheese. Give me the cheese. cheese. Can you imagine if, if you were a fan finale? of this show and this is where they left the whole fucking show. <laughs> I would have lost my shit. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Anyway, great. Uh-huh. So that happens. Then we get our montage moments of the of the season finale. We get some quick montage moments of Keith leaving the apartment. We then cut quickly to Brooke and Peyton waking up in Peyton's bed together. But like, did they fuck? Because... <laughs> That's the vibe. I mean, I don't think so, but they don't say so. We'll leave that up to everyone's individual own headcanon to decide if they want. Caitlin, wipe that smug look off your face. I'm just really gay. It's fine. (laughs) She's just picturing it. (laughs) I'm just just drifting off for a moment. Don't mind me. I'm good. Yeah, so they wake up and Brooke says, let's do something great today. And then they pan out and 
Lucas has left a letter for both of them on Peyton's front door. Okay, that was from Lucas. Yes. Yes. I thought it was from Nikki, and I was scared. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's from yeah. Lucas. They don't really say who it is from, but spoilers, it's Lucas. Great. Because you find out the neck in season one and season two, episode one, that it's Lucas. Great. Um, yeah. Then we cut to Dan, who takes his ring off, does a little flick to make it twist around, and then he starts to sign his divorce papers before he like starts to convulse and fall to the floor. Almost a uh, heart attack. Yes. Carving a heart attack. Karma. Uh-huh. Then we flash over to the uh, hospital where the doctor has Whitey's test results and Whitey looks really concerned. And that's all we get from Whitey. And then we move on to. Right. I'm, I'm as mad as you are that we didn't get any more, but it's uh. fine. We then go to Deb, who walks in to the beach house to see Dan lying on the floor. Mid heart attack, and, and she uh, ruins the and episode. He, and he can, and he, and she goes to him, and he tells her, "You better hope I die." Uh, yeah, yeah. I then, love Deb. I will forever be a Deb stan, but she just ruined it by saving him by walking in on that heart attack. Like, <laughs> God damn it! But does she save him? We don't know. You've told me he's in future seasons so damn it <laughs> i forgot <laughs> this I is forgot why we should we not spoil that. anything ever ever Listen. nothing ever unless it is like immediately the next episode we should not say anything anymore ever anyway so, then we get to no this is my favorite scene in the entire episode lucas goes over to nathan's house to say goodbye to Haley, and he walks in to Nathan's apartment and he realizes by the fact that Haley's walking around in a bed sheet that Haley and Nathan had sex and so did he, he was not expecting that to happen. He was not ready for it. And she comes out in Nathan's sweatshirt and he sort of lays into her. Not really. He's just concerned. And he's like, I thought you were going to wait until you were married. And I'm just surprised. And Haley says, well, we did wait. Nathan and I got married last night and they hold up their hands and they have wedding rings on. How? For the listeners everywhere. <laughs> While Brody was describing that just now, Jesse was getting aggressively more <laughs> agitated with every word that came out of Brody's mouth. Yep. And like the, the furiously shaking her head and it was just uh. <laughs> Yep. I I just have so many questions. So let's let's end and then we can we will because we got one scene left and then we'll talk about all of it. Shall we? <laughs> so then. Yeah. So that happens. Lucas is as visibly shaken as Jesse currently is. And shocked by the fact that Haley and Nathan are married now. And yeah. <laughs> 17 and the episode ends with Lucas and Keith leaving Tree Hill in the 89 Land Cruiser, and Lucas doing another little monologue about ravens. And the one at the very end, they say, though, is while, the more, while more than one raven together predicts trouble ahead. And the season ends. So, yeah. That's okay, that. So that's the season finale. What did we think? Okay, before we get too far away from it, 
I have a little baby confession. Um, I was looking up a pattern to make the Haley James poncho. Um, and I was, and I know back in the day, Caitlin looked up a picture of it and said, if you Google it, there's spoilers. So I go, cool, cool, cool. I'm not going to Google it. I'm going to use Pinterest. I'm going to use the noodle. No, no. Jesse. No. no. What did you find out? So I typed in Haley James poncho pattern and it corrected it to Haley James Scott poncho. And I go everything that here's everything that ran through my head immediately. Fuck. First thought, shit, fuck. I no. What? Wait, huh? Okay, that was the first thought. Um the second thought was obviously this happens so far down in the future, so many seasons in, in the future that I will have plenty of time to forget this happened. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I was so mad when it happened today. So mad. (laughs) Oh, my God. At one point when we were recording this podcast for season one, I want to say it was probably mid-season. I think it was like 12 or 13. And who knows if it actually made it into the podcast or not, um, because Bernie's an editing master. But... There was a point when we were talking about Haley, and I had to stop myself. And I looked at Brody, and I was like, "I was like Brody, I just almost said something real bad." Yeah, and she almost said Haley James Scott. Yeah, and stop oh, I yeah. Thank I, God I, you almost, noticed, yeah. I almost ruined it in like an episode like thirteen. And I was like, oh, I just almost did something very bad. And, like, I immediately texted Brody. And I was like, I just almost called her Haley James Scott. Like, <laughs> but, like, I run the social media accounts for uh, for the podcast. And the Instagram, you know, because Instagram is the only place where, like, hashtags matter. And whenever I've been, like, hashtagging the posts that I'm making on the Instagram, I'll, I'll use the character names just because it'll, like... Ideally, it'll, you know, it's supposed to populate and people who are searching with hashtags will see our post about the podcast. And I have had to stop myself from typing Haley James Scott for literally, I think we've had an Instagram for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And I swear I have, like, I've had to stop, like, at eight weeks at the time of recording this podcast. Uh, like, we... I've had to stop myself from from typing Haley James Scott every single time. And I've been so mad because I'm like, people are not searching the Haley James hashtag, but I have to include her because if I don't, it'll seem sus. And so, <laughs> so I have been using a useless hashtag. Right. Can I just say? Caitlin and I both have been, yeah, we've been waiting for this episode merely for the fact that we now, you are now have not been spoiled. Well, you were, but you didn't realize you were being spoiled for one of the biggest things in this. this Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like it is one of the biggest things. And now that's, that's one of the biggest ones that it's like, we can breathe. Okay. We know Haley James Scott, Haley James Scott. They say it 12,000 times in this show. Oh yeah, like that. I mean, she she especially is very like going forward is very like adamant about yeah. being called Haley James Scott. 
Yes. Not Haley Scott, not Haley James. She is Haley James Scott. So Period. like done. So that's yes. like when I think of her and like when I'm when I'm full naming her, like I do all the other characters on the show. Like it's it's been so hard for me to not call her Haley James Scott. Like uh, it's been very difficult. Well, so I'm, I'm sorry that I made your social media life harder, Caitlin. No, it's no. Fine. it's it's totally fine. It's just so funny because it's like because I've I've truly been waiting for this, not only just to see your reaction to the two 17-year-olds getting married. Oh, I but... have questions. <laughs> that oh, was not a midday wedding ceremony. That was a, like, what? The game probably ended at 9, 9.30 by the time he got out of the locker room? Uh, when and where did two 17-year-olds get married at 9, 10 o'clock <laughs> on a Friday night? I <laughs> well, so, the thing is, really Jesse, not to spoil it. Guess what? You will find out. Good. Eventually. Eventually. Well, but Good. the thing is, and this is not a spoiler, is there's a continuity error further down the line where there's a flashback to their wedding day, uh-huh. and it's fucking daytime in the flashback. Well, no, that's because they got married that morning. No. Yes. They got married at night. No. They got married after it's the game. Yet. Don't tell me this yet. She Let said, figure it she out. She said we got married last night when they told Lucas. Well, that's true. I don't, yeah. So they're, yeah. Who, who, yeah. No, so there's a continuity error. for 12 hours. God. Okay. Finds out. Uh, yeah. Cause so the thing about my brain is it's a really chaotic place, but I can learn things and then just forget them really quickly. Great. So forget so, what we just said. Cause well, you'll find out next week. Yeah. No, so I was like, I was stressed about seeing that spoiler in my Pinterest search, but not like, oh my God, it's going to ruin, you know, my, my experience. In your, in your brain, you're like, there's nine seasons of this show. Right. Obviously this is something that happens in season five or six and, uh, you know, (laughs) when they're a responsible age to get married. You mean college? (laughs) Adults, legal adults able to. They're above the age of 18. They're able legally to allowed buy to do this. porn that he's watching on his computer, you know? Oh, God. But he doesn't need that anymore because they're married, so they can now have sex. Hashtag porn made me do it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Caitlin, I'm so done with you. I'm done. I'm sorry. You can see yourself out now. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. Glad it's we made it one full season week. at least. It's not me this week. <laughs> this has been a great run guys thank you so much well i mean and to be fair like that is one of the things that oh i know it's it's one thing that they keep yeah but not not like not just the fact that she that Haley and nathan almost had a falling out because of porn but just the fact that they have this falling out about porn and Haley being like afraid of having sex with nathan and it being a big deal and how she wants to wait until she's married and the solution is let's just get married. <laughs> the ink in her tramp stamp of his basketball jersey number number is barely dry, and now they are married. And I hate all of it. And see, I'm the total opposite. I love it. Like, bring it on. Why not? Let love happen. Who cares? Who cares? You can love each other without getting married. <laughs> it's my. Well, that's true, but I don't know. I mean, if 
I would have married the first man I fell in love with when I was 16, 17. I'd be married to the gayest man in Iowa. Listen, uh, it's not always. No, <laughs> no, but no. That wasn't Naley. No, but now they are nailing each other. <laughs> hey, hey, hey yo. Where's that air horn? Nice. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Anyway. Is that overall it? with the episode, what did we think? Because we've not actually talked about the entire episode. We've just literally talked about Nathan and Haley getting the married. Last 30 seconds. For the last, like... What else happens? Yeah, <laughs> right? Else? Really, at the end, does any of it else really matter I mean, at all? Except for the fact that Nathan and Haley got married? Well, I mean, the other big, like, cliffhanger of that ep- of that, of the season... Was, you know, Dan had a heart attack. Is he yep. going to die? But yep. it's been established that we know he's not going to. Like, I wish he would. However, yeah. Whitey's getting yeah. some bad news. We don't know Whitey's news. We don't we know Whitey's news. Don't we, know. We, we literally don't know Whitey's news because Brody and I don't remember. Nope. <laughs> nope. Literally, we don't. We don't. Um, we also we don't know what's don't the remember. letter that Lucas wrote to Peyton and Brooke. To them. Who knows what That's that says. True. And Lucas is gone. Lucas left town. Is Lucas going to come back? Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Do you think so? <laughs> it's it's like, Michael Murray. Well, he did leave well, the show. Yeah, That's you told true. me he's, he's not back for season nine. I remember things, too. That's totally not what the season is, but okay, <laughs> sure. That's totally wrong at all. That's, that's totally wrong. Cool. Completely. So, you don't know. You might not be back for season two. You don't know. He brings that that sweet little soul patch back into Tree Hill. I, I believe. <laughs> uh, well, we'll find out in two weeks because right next week we are doing a recap episode. Yes, yeah, and we're doing a season one recap, and we're going to talk about all of Jesse's predictions for the season and some other fun things. And so yeah. it's just going to be a weird, fun episode where we just ramble more than we already do. I was going to so, say. Yeah, get ready, kids. <laughs> if on. you want to just see us unfiltered and just, yeah. I, I don't think you could get more unfiltered than me saying hashtag porn made me do it. And oh, Jesse saying cum gutter. So oh. we're going to try. <laughs> we're going to try. Oh, we're going to try. Oh, dear. Or, or interject about me completely zoning out at the at the idea of Brooke and Peyton doing it. <laughs> you're welcome we've all done doozies today yeah so all right yeah anyway is there anything else that anyone wants to talk about with this episode do we give a shit that nikki left for seattle do we care that dan had a heart attack do we care that the ravens lost again no no No, because there's no more basketball do we only care about the fact that nathan and Haley got married and now all we all that jesse wants to know is how the hell they got married at 17 Okay, yeah, great. Coolio. So yeah, yeah that's have a good great. Night. And guess what? I'm going to wrap it up then. So that's going to do it for us, kid. <laughs> um, first of all, I really want to say thank you so much for sticking with us for a whole season of this show. Like, it's been a long stretch, but it's been fun. Right? Welcome, it's been fun. Brody. Thank you. Well, I was talking to our <laughs> listeners. You oh, two are oh, stuck oh, with oh. me. So all Jesus you. Christ. Yeah, thank you, everyone. This has been... Right? This it's been it. fun. Like we got through a season. Yay. Eight more to go, yeah. Jesse. You got eight more to go. I've been catfished. Well, seven, 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 seven and, and a half. half. Seven and a half. Season nine is a half season. Nine's a half so, season. 
Yeah, so yeah. seven and a half. We'll say seven and a half. Yeah. To make you feel better. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening as always. Um, like I, like Caitlin said, tune in next week for our bonus episode where we're going to recap a bunch of stuff from season one. Talk about our favorite characters and favorite stuff along the line along the season and maybe there will be a quiz for jesse about things which will be fun and yeah as always don't forget to like rate and subscribe to the podcast it helps us out tremendously with that it helps us so much with the algorithms for the um, platforms that we post to So it's vital and so nice if you would, you know, like and subscribe and all that good stuff. And as always, we're on social media at On Wednesdays Pod, um, pretty much on every platform Mm -hmm. at this point. So if you look on there and search for it, we'll be there. And yeah, we will see you guys next week uh, for another episode of On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill. Bye. Bye. Bye.